Hey Vince, how's it going? Hey Zach, it's going pretty good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. Just chilling here. <laughs> right on. <laughs> all right, man. So, what you what have you been up to? Uh, what events? Actually, tonight's uh, guest is I throw a lot of events with him. Uh, <laughs> my friend David Bunny Man. All right. With a bunny product. What up? So, uh, today's gonna be a pretty interesting. Uh, show, yeah, uh, podcast, uh, a little bit more serious, but uh, just uh, a, a different di- perspective, different perspective, and informative as well. Yeah, and so we're excited. We're a little bit excited about it, and uh, so we'll just get started. Uh, let, let us introduce our podcast. Welcome to Two Cooks Without a Kitchen. I'm Vince. This is Zach. Uh, welcome to Two Cooks Without a Kitchen. Uh, it's Two Cooks Without a Kitchen is a podcast about the food culture that exists around around it and how it affects everyone from the people who cook the food to the people who come together to consume it and uh, from a cook's perspective. And uh, we, you know, we anything else that piques our interest, uh, art, music, politics, <laughs> you know, random, random movie trivia. Random movie trivia. Letter so, Kenny. Letter Kenny. Whatever. We could talk about tacos for fucking four hours. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, so today's uh, uh, podcast episode is uh, 1420, uh, Substance Abuse. And uh, it's a little bit more serious uh, topic. Um, but uh, also... Uh, it's important, something that myself and yourself, uh, Zach and Dave as well, you know, it, people who work in the food and beverage industry, you know, just drugs are there. And not just drugs, but anything really is, you know, yeah, it's out well, there for grabs. I mean, in a kitchen, sometimes you can... Well, anything can be abused now, you know, yeah. that, that's, that's kind of the thing, like, if I have an addiction, I have an, addic- I have an addiction to caffeine. Yeah, I can I have you know two cups of cold brew a day, which anybody in the, their right mind would be like, "That's not which right." You, you should need never to do. start selling more of it. I'm getting complaints about it. <laughs> All right, so let's. Um, and now that you talk, talk, touched on that subject, you know anything, any anything that's a stimulant, you know, and you know caffeine or yeah. you know sugar, you know you have your your. What? Your THC, CBD. Your staples that everybody knows, alcohol, um, marijuana, cocaine, painkillers, uh, cigarettes, vape pens, oh, lunch joints, like- water water pipes. You know, it doesn't matter. It mm-hmm. just kind of, you, you know, and people leave out sugar and caffeine and mm-hmm. God knows what else. I mean, it, you know, everything can... Well, I mean, dude, I remember taking notas while driving on the road, you know? Mm-hmm. That was totally abusive to my body. <laughs> you know? I mean, I knew it. I uh, knew it, too. I was like, Jesus, I should sleep. Should One more no-dose. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, that uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's something that exists, and not we're not the first ones to talk about it. It's been talked about before, and... <clears throat> You know, other chefs, notable chefs, you know, have gone through it, and uh, you know, and 
getting uh, getting the proper help, the correct help is is out now. It's more readily available, I believe, than it was before. More than more, more than just a, like a phone call, at least. Well, see, and that's the thing. I think for a long time it was taboo. Right. Like mm-hmm. the same way we grew up in a machismo household. Right. We don't ask for help. Yeah. Do we need help? But you know what? Like, yeah, you know, friends are. Friends are really being friends these days. Right. Mm-hmm. Asking how you are. How are you doing? Right. You know, we know you went through something traumatic recently. You know, that can help the process of not having substance abuse. Right. But also, like, it goes hand in hand almost, you know? Yeah. You know, uh, well, I mean, dude, we've, we've all heard stories of people losing their lives for two substance abuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was living yeah. in, I was living in Austin when this very notable punk rock guy happened to be from the valley. He uh you know, he died and when I found out, um I believe it was heroin overdose. Yeah. You know, like so it was one of those like, "Oh, that was not expected." Right. Yeah. You know. But yeah. yeah, like it was like you said, it's available. It's around. I didn't I didn't realize that it, that, went, it went that heavy, you know. And, and and I, you know, when I first started working in in kitchens and stuff, and you know, you saw the occasional pot, you know, pot, and that's it. And I didn't, you know, I didn't that you you see it and you're around it, but you know, you don't assume that there's heavier drugs out there, and and then you find out somebody's tweaking or doing you know other other stuff and you're like whoa that's heavy you know Uh, you know i had a i had a personal experience with a friend of mine you know uh went clean and uh and he told me he's like he 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 told me he's like you know what when people say that marijuana is a gateway drug that's bullshit he's like I quit smoking marijuana and I went straight to cocaine and then I dropped cocaine like a bad habit and I picked up ecstasy. No, I didn't. He's like, and I knew people that had to do coke and ecstasy and they couldn't wean off of it. It's like, for me, it was super easy. I made the choice and he got, he got in trouble with the law, cleaned up seven, eight years, right? And as soon as he was good and clear, he started popping pills, popping pills, popping pills, oxycodone, Percocets, Vicodin, you know, Tramadol, you name it. And he was buying four or $500 worth of pills. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it was horrible because I, I got the shit into the stick on that one because he asked me for money. And, you know, when somebody's your best friend and he tells you, hey, I need this money because something, something crazy is happening in my house, you don't. Hey, you're my best. I mean, you're my best friend. You have a key to my to my apartment. Go for it. I have a key to your house, and there's a trust. Here's the money, and then I get a phone call from another coworker. I'm like, did you just lend this person so and so amount of money? Because he just bought five hundred dollars worth of painkillers. Oh man. And it's it, you know, so it 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 it, it was I'm like, are you sure? Because you know, what sucked about that is he said it was for his son. My son needs medical attention, and I don't, you know, this, and I was like, cool, man, no worries, here you go. And for me, for me, it was, it was, 
you know, it was huge betrayal, but, you know, it's, you didn't, I didn't expect that, and it was just kind of like a kick in the groin, and it just like, well, man, you, that, that was, that was rough, and then he continued, you know, he went on a downward spiral in a matter of six months, he got, he lost his home, he lost his motorcycle, he lost his vehicles, you know, got kicked out of the apartment where he was at, lost his wife, lost his, like, they left, and he was left with nothing, and he wouldn't stop. Because he couldn't keep it under control. You know, he was crushing oxycodones and snorting them in the office, <laughs> you know, and I was like, that's crazy, you know? Yeah. And so, it, it, it's... Hey, yeah, uh, complete different spectrums of the story, yeah. You know, and I'm just like, geez. But you know, in there's there's uh, there's there's sometimes you know you go out and blow off steam with a bunch of the guys and drink, right? Because you had a shitty shift, or because <laughs> or a really long, a really shift. long shift, and it just it was shitty. And you know, sometimes, and this is something that isn't talked about, like in the kitchen world or in the restaurant food and beer, like the stress and the anxiety that it caught that. Oh, that yeah. causes you is insane. Well, and uh, let's go blow off steam and boom, let's oh, drink yeah. a little beer. And I know people who, you know, personally. Well, yeah, and like it's kind of different. It also is different because like what their weekend is usually like Monday or Tuesday. Right. When you just got off Sunday shift. You know, and and it's it's yeah. like hey, let's go get or you know yeah, and then then we jump to like the functioning functioning. Addicts, yes. it's Well, yeah. I've met chefs that way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we had to have kitchen whiskey every day, some days. Yeah, I mean, I knew this, uh, I was working at this bar. <clears throat> uh, I was living in Austin at the time. I was working at, a, at the kitchen. This place called uh, Daddy's Bar and Grill. Super great place. Doesn't exist anymore, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Old Buffalo Wild Wings, dude. But they had a tip jar that we would make more tips than the servers. It was awesome because <laughs> yeah. we were the only bar that was open until two a.m. Oh wow! Yeah, on the strip, so mm-hmm. we made a big deal. Anyways, besides the point, we had the I had a bunch of staff, but everybody I knew kind of you know had a beer during the shift or before they'd get mm-hmm. liquored up before work, you when, know something. But when customers sometimes buy too. Yeah, of course. I, I, you know, I had, uh, I never wanted to get in trouble. <laughs> so I was like, nah, no thanks. Like, even if the guy, bartender, poured me a beer at, you know, 11.55, and I'm out at midnight, I wouldn't drink it till Hunt was out. Right. You mm-hmm. know? But, yeah, there was my boss. Mm-hmm. He was, he had a, you know, he loved a... Uh, scotch yeah and it was you know not a ton but some days where he would work he was a workhorse yeah and yeah. i never understood how he functioned like that yeah. he was all lubed up man yeah. Ooh. and you know and that's crazy and how they work and, and on that so i i've met you know i used to have and he a, was managing the kitchen mm-hmm. i used to have a grill cook and this guy was nuts you know, he would come in blazed all the time, right? Uh-huh. And, it's like, and the one time he walked in, he, you know, he, it was, it was a disaster. And I was like, you know, quickly pull him aside. What the fuck is wrong with you? 
uh, honey, I don't have any weed. I didn't smoke. I didn't smoke. I can't focus. And, and I'm like, do your fucking job. What's the difference? I can't, I can't, I can't. And, and literally, he, this dude was impaired. Like, he couldn't function. And he's like, I just can't. I had to remove him from that station and, and work in myself because he couldn't function. He couldn't function. And he's like, he's like, I just need to catch breath. I need to catch air. I need to catch my breath. And he stepped outside, came back, and he had this glassy look in his eye. And he came back. He t- he went and took a hit. I don't know. I think he got it from uh, one of the other one of the other cooks. He came back and he's like, taps me on the shoulder. He's like, Hey, Vince, I'm good. I'm good. And I was like. I was like, no, and he's like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, and it was like, told, it was night, a di- and day. It, night and day. It was a different man. It was a different boy, individual. He was like, too focused and organized, cleaned himself up, and I was just like, geez, Louise, you know. And I've worked with guys who, same like you, come in like, oh, I don't feel good. I'm like, you know, they come in clean and sober, and they don't drink, or I didn't have a beer before work. Uh, I don't feel good. I'm like, well, you, you shit out of luck, <laughs> you know. And then, the, and then they, you know, they they find a way. I mean, I I will say though, like, what I remember working a shift where uh, <laughs> we were expecting a slow day, and it was a slow day. So we only had three cooks. It was my chef who was working the grill, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, a friend working the grill. My chef working saute and me working to, uh, fry and garmage, and we got two hundred people that night. Wow! I was like, <laughs> we held it down. At the end of the night, we did. We we got a beer and a shot. That was nice. You know, and, and uh, you know that's that's after a stressful day, and you yeah. like, well, you yeah. know, and, and and some you know, you know the the anxiety aspect of it, like. Yeah. Sometimes it gets you're like, oh, I don't have anxiety, but you have to, you have to medicate yourself with like booze or something. Does that make sense? And you know, and something that also isn't talked about a whole lot is like, what leads, what causes that? And it's not just being around it all the time because, I mean, there's people that that have been around that stuff and just don't do it. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that be at addicts or pain, they're addicted to painkillers because or cocaine or anything because they function they're yeah. they're they're functioning alcoholics yeah you know and in kitchens there's there's especially when you come in and you know there's there's a lot of abuse mm-hmm. there's a lot of abuse and like verbal Dude. verbal attacks and no shit and right? sometimes I yeah. was the angry chef. You were the angry you know, shit. I was the one always yelling at people. <laughs> really? And, the, and there's, I'm like the one who's just like, I'll do it. Leave me alone. And, and there's, <laughs> you know, the abuse and the bullying and like, you know, yeah. it, it happens. Well, it happens. yeah. But, but then, yeah, we've yeah, all it, been a little hazed at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, but the, that, but that even that, like, oh, I don't want to get bullied at work, so mm-hmm. let, me, let me have a beer before work. Yeah. yeah. Dude, we've, we, it ended up being a problem <laughs> because our kitchen manager would show up scotched up so <laughs> oh my God. so we everybody was having a beer before work i mean i would mm-hmm. eat and whatever and do oh no we, there was this uh one uh what purveyor or the guys who would sell us the kegs from different breweries yeah one of them would come in we have shotgun thursday right before work oh man 
And we shot. And sometimes we sh- do the, the the owner had to have a, a sit down with us. And like, <laughs> hey, you can't get scotched up before coming to work. <laughs> like, hey guys, you can't be doing this. You really, like, you really can't be doing whatever you want. Right. It's still our workplace. Like, if we yeah. see you, we're supposed to do this. Like. You know, yeah, for for the owner to sit down, to and, sit tell down us that. and tell yeah. you, yeah, it's you time know, to stop. And here's here's the thing, uh, <laughs> we did, I did some research and stuff, and you know, not just I, I did some reading, but you know, reasons for addictions and for those in the food service industry, you know, uh, stress, di- you know, stress. The stre- because of the stress stressful oh, yeah. environment, then you have because. Uh, High turnover rates because you can't keep people in the building, and sometimes they're just like piling work on you. And like, hey, uh, I know you're supposed to be off tomorrow in the next couple of days, but can you come in to get the shit kicked out of you again? Because yeah. we're short staffed, and people are getting fired yeah. for the same reason because of the abuse and not just the physical, like the, the what what the job does to you, but yeah. well, you know yeah. the angry chefs or hey, like hurry up, let's go, motherfucker, yeah. you gotta yeah. go. See, yeah, restaurant. Restaurants got a, all different walks of life. It's like a sorority, right. basically, and then, and then, you walk into. You, you know, something. Or not a sorority, a frat house. A frat house. Uh, lack of, sometimes for lack Whoa. of sleep, uh, the peer pressure, hey, andale, no se escuta. Quit, be, quit being a pussy. Smoke, uh, get, drink. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. I, I've seen it happen from somebody that walked, I don't drink, I don't <laughs> drink, cool, I don't drink. Bro. And then peer the shift pressure. isn't over, and he, he's already fucking buzzing. And I'm like, what happened to the 22-year-old kid that came in that turned the beer beer away for the first two months, and now the shift isn't over and you're shit faced already. What's what's the problem? And you know, and then you have substance. The, the 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 stuff is readily available there. Well, I mean, not, uh, yeah, but doesn't mean like you can always drink. Do you, okay, well, not even think about drinking. Anybody knows if you're in the kitchen, you smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Somebody in the kitchen it's smokes, no smokes cigarettes. cigarettes. And and most of the time, they all share a pack. Yeah. You know, they drink, they smoke the same kinds, whatever. But, yeah, it all goes hand in hand. But I also know, like, notice, it's in every kitchen. Why is it something completely addictive in every kitchen, no matter what? True. And, and then, you know, people are getting all wired with coffee or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coke. Or a Coke. You know, you know and then, to keep up with the rush. And then yeah. they're talking about, you know, you first know it I mean? was like the black mambas, like these pills, energy yeah. pills. And then they're like. Five hour energies. Uh, five hour energies in the Red Bulls. I know people, when I was, yeah. when I was waiting tables, they're like, I take energy pills. And I was like, you wouldn't be worth two goddamn shits if you didn't take energy pills. Mm-hmm. You bet money, 50 bucks. And they were horrible because they're like, I feel like shit. I feel like shit, yes, because you're not hocked up on caffeine pills. Yeah. You uh, don't have the energy. Otherwise known as speed. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't <laughs> you don't I, have it in you. I used to have a monster habit of like four monsters a day. You know. Jeez. That, was, that now, was horrible. <clears throat> well, look, okay, see w- sitting in the lab, you know, when I was mm-hmm. going to school, I was talking to one of the labs. Uh, I was talking to one of the mentors there. And uh, Sky Calvin, man, he had a he told me he kicked a, co- a caffeine addiction, but he's like, I'm down to two cups a day. And I was like, oh, that's not too bad. He's mm-hmm. like, I was at two pots a day. Oh. <laughs> I mean, but, but if you think about it, you yeah. know, what are you going to do in an office? Have water, 
drink yeah. coffee, mm-hmm. have some pan dulce, you know, whatever. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. Two cups of coffee. Yeah. Two, pa- two, two pots two of coffee. coffee. <clears throat> you just have a coffee pot right next to it. You know, and that's crazy, man. And but, but think of how many people got all like, oh, it's the beginning of the shift. Let me get that espresso so shot good. in me. Yeah. You know, hey, let me get that latte to go, please. Let me go real quick. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's crazy because... Don't, don't, don't. All right, what's your Starbucks drink if you go to Starbucks? Man, I'm, I like cold brew, man. Mm-hmm. But but you know what? The nitro is really good. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even like, I like the Americano. Nice. Uh, I've been lucky <coughs> and fortunate enough to get like a, a blonde Americano. So it's uh, blonde espresso beans. Mm-hmm. It's got more caffeine. It's uh, a little heavier on the taste, but it's. I drink everything black anyway, so yeah. it's delicious. That's crazy, you know, because dude, sugar, sugar, sugar. Are dude, hor- I, hor- hor- that's a horrible drug. I, on, on the on the subject of sugar, dude, like, a while diabetes. Back, Think a, about a, that. A, a while back, I don't know, about a year ago, I decided I I was like I'm gonna give up processed sugar, which is really fucking hard. And, uh, you know, I'm going to stick to the natural sugars, oranges, bananas, and just try to, like, balance out, my, you know, the sugar intake. I was just trying to, like, manage it. And, you know, I, I went, I made it nine days. And I, I was, around day seven or eight, I was like, you know, I was, I had massive headache. And I was shaking, and I was like, I felt, like, dizzy and... Sugar? <laughs> and, and, and then I was like, Dude, and then I, I had one off of meat. I, I, uh, I, I, I was like, I started freaking out, man, because I was like, what's wrong with me? And then I went to the doctor, and the doctor's like, he's like, are you okay? Have you given? I was like, I gave up sugar, and he's like, oh, he's like, he's like, cold turkey. I'm like, sort of. I'm just trying to substitute. He's like, oh no, no, no. He's like, don't you know that sugar is just highly, as highly addictive as her- as uh, heroin, and it's probably hard. It's just as hard to kick it, because your body craves it so much. And I was like, huh? I was like, are you sure? He's like, he's like, when you leave this office, go get yourself a little bit of sugar, and you're gonna feel way better. And I was just, you know, I thought it was my high blood pressure or something. And he's like, yeah. and my high, my blood pressure was all over the place because my body was wanting the sugar, and I just didn't. So I went, I, I got a, a snicker, I ate half of it, and <clears throat> I don't know if you've ever had like intense pain, and then you have like instant relief, and that's what it was for me, I was just like <laughs> a headache, bruising headache, and I had the, sh- the mild shakes, and I ate it, and it was just like the biggest relief, and I was like, <sighs> ever, and I was like, holy shit, what the fuck just happened? sugar man and I was like what the fuck well no like I I did vegan and like me being the person that I am who like does smokes meat smokes meat (laughs) (laughs) charcuterie all that stuff and like I gave up meat like completely the third day was the worst day ever I looked like I was going through horrible withdrawals and I had to work that day. It's hard, man. Like, even my chef's like, dude, Zach, please just go. Like, just go sit down and something. And sometimes we don't you realize were, it. You were getting the meat sweats? Yes, I got the meat sweats. Horrible. It, I felt like shit. 
you know, it's something that's hard, you know. And, and from the caffeine aspect, like, yeah. when my my mom, this is like a non-kitchen, my mom used to drink, she used to be, uh, uh, you know, seven, eight cups of coffee of women a day, you know. After my dad passed away, she would make, she would make like the jarrito or the pot or like the, the bandeja and she would make the coffee. She'd, she'd drink coffee throughout the day and she'd do her chores, she'd wash clothes and all that stuff and drink coffee. And so when she got a heart attack, the doctor's like, lay off the caffeine. And so he's like, two cups a day, one in the morning, one during the middle of the day or, or at the end of the day, whichever makes you feel better. My mom would get when we pissed her off, or she'd be like she would she would get furious, and she'd be like, oh, I'm like, go put a pot of coffee on right now, and the, like it sounds funny, but we'd go put coffee, you know, ready to make up a cup of coffee for my mom. Here, here, ah, she'd get mad, and she she'd like be repelando and like telling us off, oh, take that coffee and then like sip, and she'd be like. Okay, give me five minutes. And she'd drink her coffee, and she would find it dandy, dude. But if she didn't have her coffee, mm-hmm. you know, she went from having 10, 8, 9, 10 cups of a ton of coffee to, like, two cups in, like, a matter of, like, hey, you're in the hospital. And, like, now you're out. You got to, you can only drink two cups of coffee. It was it was a brutal shock. And she didn't like doing the decaffeinated crap. She's like, I want strong, like, you know, you give her the, the, the you, if you give her an expression, she's like, Tamo muy amargo, pero está muy rico. You know, it's sour. It's really strong, but it's good. Of course, yeah. And so she, you know, she's like, oh, está muy bueno. It's good. It's good. And I was like, <laughs> it's funny, but, you know, it does, like, the it, once it has its hooks in you, it's hard to, to get them up. See, and that was my thing, because... You asked about my star, my Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah, I was a, you know, hazelnut latte kind of guy. <laughs> and then I realized all that sugar and that extra milk and all that extra fats. And I'm like, if I just have black coffee, technically my body thinks I'm still fasting. <laughs> like, I'd have black yes. coffee all morning long and then... 12 hours later, okay, I'll have lunch. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> and, and that's, you know, co- everybody do, does coffee, you know, oh, yeah. energy drinks because it oh, gives yeah. you, it it's makes stupid. you, helps you focus and be more aware and it's a type of stimulant, I guess. Yeah. You know, and uh, so many energy drinks. I just uh, like getting wired. And, 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 and <laughs> it's, it's something, it's, it's like, it went from like, I remember when Red Bull first came out. Oh my God. I yeah. mean, and it just then it exploded. You, I, oh my my. Oh, I know what it was was those four my, locos, but they just kept getting messed up on it. My boss, I was working at this restaurant. Let's just call it the deli. <laughs> uh, well, this guy loved stimulants, you know, <laughs> all the time. Yeah. <laughs> whenever he wasn't at work, of course, yeah. you know, he wouldn't talk about it. But you clearly saw him. You're like, yeah. dude, you're. You're stimulated. <laughs> well, anyway, besides the point, I remember he got a four-pack of Red Bull in the morning. Oh, His girlfriend brought it for him. And he immediately pops one open and chugs it. Like, mm-hmm. that instant. 
and he had this look like he had just done, done this big line of coke. <laughs> and I was like, geez. And he's like, you've never done this? And I was like, not like that. <laughs> and then he's like, here, take one. Freebie. And he, <laughs> this is free. He goes, chug it. And he goes, and tell me when you're done that it doesn't feel like you've just done a line of cocaine. <laughs> and at the time I was young and I was young and young. Yes. So I was like, wow, that totally does. Challenge, Challenge accepted. Challenge. It was totally like it. But I mean, dude, you can't. The fact that you can have that any time of the day is legal. Like, mm. no way. You know, and <laughs> the, the, it's, no bonk, way. It's, no bonk, way. it's bonkers. And now, now, you know, and marijuana, like the marijuana, like the weed. I mean, I've never, I've been around it. You know, people who have done it, and they're usually mellow, and it's like, they're the mellow cats, and it's like, easy breezy, but, you know, I've heard different stories from different people, Some for some people, it's, it was a gateway, and like, like I said for my friend, he's like, I think it's just a lie, it, it though, it, was, it, was, it wasn't a gateway, and, and it's, situation, it's, it's not a gateway, though, it doesn't, like, I mean, even what... As a kid. Well, anything that propels you to try something different, whether it's cigarettes mm-hmm. or sugar, yeah. to dr- or, or, or chugging a can oh, of Red Bull, you know, that's how it feels. Well, let me try, let me, you let know. Let me try the real let thing. Me tr- yeah. Let me try the real thing because yeah. I, I'm okay now. Well, you yeah. know, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I, and unfortunately for weed, that was that in its heyday. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Of course. And so, you well, know. Have you ever watched, uh, damn it. Reefer Madness? Oh, yeah. Right? Re- no, no, I've never. Reefer Madness is this, like, total like, like documentary, almost certain, like, satire. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? The, like, the, the things they would say, the things, the propaganda they would make up. It was a propaganda <coughs> film from, what, 1940? Uh, yeah, I believe so. And, yeah, but they talk about how it's awful and it's the worst thing. Yeah. And, mm, yeah. and then you're like, that's not at all how pot is. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, oh, you're, it makes you real aggressive, and I'm like, I've never mm. seen two potheads fight in my life. <laughs> you, you know, right? and that, and that's if, if you, you know what happens when you overdose, you sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I used to and, and then when you wake up, you eat. That's it. <laughs> so I mean, th- those are the only two things that happen. <laughs> on, on, on that on that note, uh, my uh, an old roommate of mine used to sell pot. And I and I asked him and I'm like, what's his name? And, and, I, okay. and I was like, why, after the show, why not? Why only pot? He's like, because he's like stoners are different than cokeheads, tweakers, and painkiller junkies and anything else. They're different. He said because they come in, they they they. they he's like cokeheads, tweakers, anybody else. It's like two, three in the morning. They they're trying to shake you down. They're trying to get a fix. Mm-hmm. He's like stoners. Hey man, you got some weed? No. And it's like no. Uh, you know they don't. They don't. <laughs> they get, call the next one. They call the next one. Oh, try this guy. And so he's like, they're safer. He's like, last thing I need is somebody trying to shake me down, for you know. And so they're safer. And I was like, for a bag. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, nobody's gonna break in. And try to steal for a, for a dime of a, a dime of weed or twenty of weed. <laughs> Somebody will break in for for a couple of grams of crystal meth or a couple of grams of 
Coke or or a jar pit five ten painkillers. It doesn't. Do, he's like people right. don't do that. He's I mean, like, have you not watched Kiss or what Lock Stock and Two Smoking Barrels? No, no, dude, that one's a good one. Uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, and uh, <laughs> it, it, it. I mean, then you have you know so marijuana. I mean, I don't think it's. I mean, well, they, see, I think when if you're talking about gateway, just gateway, I think alcohol is something that I think may be the true, true gateway. gateway. I agree. Or, or even, like... Well, isn't that how we always... Because then you end up being... You start with alcohol, and you most kids do it right out of high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's prom night, you get a little... Drunk. Little little thing of whiskey, little thing of vodka for the girl. Mine was, like, junior. Yeah, perfect. So, you know what I mean? Then, then they're like, oh, let's smoke a little pot. Let's smoke some cigarettes. You've already started three new things. Yeah. Then somebody can easily suggest, well, your inhibitions are low. Now you let's have let's have this ecstasy. <laughs> let's go to this rave next week. You've all had all this experience because you were just trying to fit in, and you were just trying alcohol. And I, and, and so true. And then I've been around the. And that's high school. The, yeah. The, the high school. And, and that's real. <clears throat> I've been yeah. around. I've around. Folks, the people that are like, yeah, he's like, we only do the natural stuff, you know, well, weed, and then they're like, we're gonna do some psilocybin mushrooms, like, and oh, then yeah. they're like, trip out, and I, you know, I used to watch my roommate and his friends like trip out, and they'd be like, whoa, and they, it's just like, okay, you know, and they would just sit there and they would, they wouldn't do anything, they wouldn't do anything, and it's like staring at a blank TV screen. And then like, <laughs> I was like, whoa! I was like, I'm I'm leaving. I'll see you guys later. And then I'd come back from work or the store or whatever, and they passed out. Yeah. You know, and I and I've had the misfortune of seeing people on, you know, not, you know, on cocaine, on coke or or meth, and they're like, they're pacing, and it it's uneasy to be around people like that. And uh, you don't you don't want to be around uh, ten times a stoner than a drunk than anybody who's drunk or anybody who's on any other substance yeah. because you're you know you you put you. well it's okay for, for since you're on that subject someone told me drugs amplify your attitude okay if mm-hmm. if. if cocaine if you're happy dude you can't the fact that you can have that any time of the day is legal like no way you know and (laughs) it's bonkers and now now you know and marijuana like the marijuana like the weed i mean i've never i've been around it you know people who have done it and they're usually mellow and it's like they're the mellow cats and it's like easy breezy but (laughs) You know, I've heard different stories from different people. Some for some people, it's it was a gateway, and like, like I said, for my friend, he's like, I think that's just a lie. It, it was it, it wasn't a gateway it, it, situation. It's it's not a gateway though. It doesn't like. I mean, even what as a kid. Well, anything that propels you to try something different, whether it's cigarettes. Mm-hmm. 
or sugar yeah. to drive, or, or, or chugging a can of Red Bull. You know, that's how it feels. Well, let me try. Let me, you let know, me try the real. Let thing. me tr- yeah. let me try the real thing because yeah. I'm okay now. But you yeah. know, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I, and unfortunately for weed, that was that in its heyday. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, of course. and so, you well, know, have you ever watched? Uh, damn it, Reefer Madness. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. No, no, I've never. Reefer Madness is this like total like, like documentary, almost certain like satire. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The, like the the things they would say, the things, the propaganda they would make up. It was a propaganda <coughs> film from what 1940. Uh, yeah, I believe so. And yeah, but they talk about how it's awful and it's the worst thing. Yeah. And, yeah. and then you're like. That's not at all how pot is. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, oh, you're, it makes you real aggressive, and I'm like, I've never mm. seen two potheads fight in my life. <laughs> you, you know, right? and that, and that's if, if you, you know what happens when you overdose, you sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I used to. And, and then when you wake up, you eat. And that's it. <laughs> so I mean, th- those are the only two things that happen. <laughs> on, on, on that on that note, I, my an old roommate of mine used to sell pot. And I and I asked him, and I'm like, "What's his name?" And I, I, and I was like, why, "After the show, why not? Why only pot?" He's like, "Because he's like stoners are different than cokeheads, tweakers, and painkiller junkies, and anything else. They're different." He said, "Because they come in, they they they." they he's like, "Cokeheads, tweakers, anybody else?" It's like two, three in the morning. They they're trying to shake you down. They're trying to get a fix. Mm-hmm. He's like, Stoners, hey man, you got some weed? No. And it's like, no. Uh, you know, they don't. They don't. <laughs> they get, call the next one. They call the next one. Oh, try this guy. And so he's like, they're safer. He's like, last thing I need is somebody trying to shake me down for, you know. And so they're safer. And I was like, for a bag. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, nobody's going to break in and try to steal for, a, for a, dime of, a, a dime of weed or 20 of weed. <laughs> Somebody will break in for for a couple of grams of crystal meth or a couple of grams of coke or or a jar pit five ten painkillers. It doesn't. He's like people will do that. He's I mean, like, have you not watched Kiss or what Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels? No, no, dude, that one's a good one. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, it, fuck. I mean. Then you have, you know, so marijuana, I mean, I don't think it's, I mean, well, they... see, I think when, if you're talking about gateway, just gateway, I think alcohol is something that I think may be the true, true gateway. gateway. I agree. Or, or even, like... Well, isn't that how we always... Because then you end up being, you start with alcohol, and you most kids do it right out of high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's prom night, you get a little... Drunk. Little little thing of whiskey, little thing of vodka for the girl. Mine was like junior. Yeah, perfect. So, you know what I mean. Then then they're like, oh, let's smoke a little pot. Let's smoke some cigarettes. You've already started three new things. Yeah. Then somebody can easily suggest, well, your inhibitions are low. Now you let's have let's have this ecstasy. <laughs> let's go to this rave next week. You've all had all this experience because you were just trying to fit in, and you were just trying alcohol. And I, and, and so true. And then I've been around the. That's high school. The, yeah, in high school. And, and that's real. <clears throat> I've been yeah. around, I've been around, around folks, people that are like, yeah, he's like, we only do the natural stuff. 
you know, well, weed, and then they're like, we're going to do some psilocybin mushrooms, like, and oh, yeah. then they're like, trip out. And I, you know, I used to watch my roommate and his friends, like, trip out, and they'd be like, whoa, and they just, it's just like, okay, you know, and they would just sit there, and they would, they wouldn't do anything. They wouldn't do anything, and it's like staring at a blank TV screen, and then like, <laughs> I was like, whoa, I was like, I'm, I'm leaving, I'll see you guys later. And then I'd come back from work or the store or whatever, and they'd passed out, yeah. you know. And, I, and I've had the misfortune of seeing people on, you know, not, you know, on cocaine, on coke or, or meth, and they're like, they're pacing, and it, it's uneasy to be around people like that. And uh, you don't, you don't want to be around uh, ten times a stoner. Than a drunk, than anybody who's drunk, or anybody who's on any other substance, yeah. because you're, you know, you you put. You. Well, it's okay. For, for since you're on that subject, someone told me. Drugs amplify your attitude. Okay, if mm-hmm. if, if cocaine, if you're a happy guy, you're gonna be a super happy, funny guy. It's gonna be fine, but you also know, like, if you're a, an asshole, yeah, an cool. asshole on cocaine is fucking dangerous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. If, if, you know, if you drink too much because you are upset about something, you know, you're not a happy mean? drunk. You're not a happy drunk. You, you are now putting people in danger. You are now putting yourself in danger. Then you might even get behind the wheel. Like, mm-hmm. alcohol is. Tended, tended, tends to be a lot more dangerous than most people think, but because it's legal, right. they say it's not so bad. But, like, you, they're like, oh, it even tells you on the bottle if you've ever even seen, like, yeah. smoking yeah. from uh, proper, <laughs> you know, from a Colorado station. Mm-hmm. You know, you were getting marijuana from, you know, uh, Colorado. And... It'll say, do not operate heavy machinery. I'm like, well, dude, you're not even supposed to operate heavy machinery on Tylenol. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like how many how many times have we gotten behind the wheel? But, I mean, I, you're, the only thing that happens to, it slows down your inhibitions when yeah. drugs. Let's al- <laughs> Those alcohol. decisions. Yeah. So, I mean, the worst thing you can happen on pot, you know, it just slows down your inhibitions. <laughs> So you might go under the speed limit. Like yeah. you're not really speeding. Yeah. You're not really trying to get any very quickly. No, I agree. You know, like caffeine, it'll amplify everything you're feeling and thinking. Yeah. You know, like like you know. that that's that's also like I I really do think like do not if you're not ready to I don't know. If if you're not ready to take on stimulants, anything foreign in your body, don't do it. Yeah. I mean that includes you can't have too much sugar. Don't have too much sugar. Yeah. If you if you, like if you had three cokes a day, you probably shouldn't have a fourth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, and I think that's where people have the problem. Like individuals have anything. I don't want to cut myself a- a- off. Addiction is it starts anywhere. Yeah. It could be anything, minus caffeine. You know, mm-hmm. people can, you know, they get, they're addicted to working out, addicted to 
drinking too much water a day. Like, oh, I have to drink two gallons a day. You know, whatever. Yeah. Like, addiction can start anywhere. You know, and then, but they don't, they, they you know, here's a, here's a, what, here's a, here's the thing. They, they'll rephrase it. They won't, they, they'll say, drinking water, exercising. I have good habits. They'll, they'll use the word habit instead of, I, I, I have a good yeah. exercise regimen. I have good habits during exercise. Like, you know, they can easily twist that. They won't, they won't openly, well, I drink this water because, I drink this much water because, not because I'm addicted or whatever. It's a good habit to have. But isn't, that, those, but but isn't it, it still a habit? Like, I mean. I, exactly. And, and it's, it's funny how the word, the word habit can sound so much better than saying I'm addicted. Yeah. I have a habit of drinking a lot of coffee. Mm-hmm. Now, if you say I'm addicted to caffeine. Well, you've got a problem. Does that make sense? It's it's a, it, it but, automatically sounds like a condemning word. Well, see, but but then then it goes back to how we're trained, like America, <laughs> for instance. Yeah. America, for instance, they'll tolerate alcohol, they'll tolerate uh, cigarette smoke. Man, people die from that. So many, so many, like. Yeah. So many more deaths are caused by that than by, for instance, marijuana. Even let's take this vaping thing. Oh what, my God! Let's say that. Let's say that. Let's say fifty kids have died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guarantee more than fifty people have died in the last two weeks from cigarette sure. smoke. Or, or and or related. Or alcohol related. Alcohol related deaths. Yep. You know. But yeah, I mean, addiction needs to be controlled. Right. Sugar, Mr. Yes. Sugar over here. Yeah. I got the Mr. Sugars. Smoking Meats. Yeah. Yeah. I've got the sugar. <laughs> I got the meat sweats, bro. Yeah. It, it's totally it, it, it's it, well, I'm, like like you said, even if it substance abuse. Any substance you can abuse. Any substance. Any substance. Television, dude, be on your phone too much. <laughs> and, 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 and which kids do. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know. Are you kidding me? There's I'm sure there's addictions to watching too much Netflix, watching what? Oh, watching too Netflix. much, watching too much porn. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I'm what? sure. I'm sure. I'm sure there's an addiction to it. Yeah, but, there but, is. That, but I mean, being on your computer too much, mm-hmm. watching too much television, yeah. playing too many video games, playing smoking too much pot. Yeah, yeah. who knows? All day. You know, and so it, watching too much football. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. Even if you want to take it to the extreme, like ha- owning too many guns, yeah. yeah, you can have an addiction whether it's healthy or not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. but all right, can you control it? Mm-hmm. Do you know how to? Do you know when to stop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. like that's kind of what it comes down to in the end. Right. For for real, like you know, well, I mean, dude, I knew a guy who was addicted to buying car parts. Like for his car, he was always looking for the next thing. Mm-hmm. He had already paid off his car. Oh, now I could spend this four hundred dollars on fixing my car better. I'll get new rims. I'm gonna do the interior. I'm gonna do something different. Oh, I'll save up money to get a new car so I can start a new project. Yeah, you know, like a guy who runs a studio. You know, a recording studio. Dude, I'm sure that guy spends tens of thousands of dollars, and he's still buying stuff. 
for yeah. stuff for the future, stuff for tomorrow, microphones he wants, yeah. new new gear. Oh, let's get some portable gear. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I need a new MacBook Pro. Like, dude, yes, I, dude. No, no. <laughs> addictions can start anywhere, but. <laughs> I like, have an Amazon addiction sometimes. No, you know, and it, 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 it's crazy because, you know, not everybody wants to see it from that side and that's that's a very important thing that it's not just about like hey phys- like things that you consume in your body like so it's something you know something it's, that, it's unhealthy for you that's unhealthy you're, you're for you unhealthy for your mental state your your mind uh, and yeah and that could lead to bigger things you know not interacting with people you become depressed you stop hanging out with become your friends become a cat lady you know, and there's mm-hmm. people that, that develop agoraphobia from playing too many video games or stay or, mm. you know, and it's crazy. And you're like, how, yeah. why are you, why do you not, why, what's the fear of going outside? No, I don't want to because I, I don't go out, you know, I haven't been outside in six months. And you're like, whoa, did you have a traumatic experience? No, I just played a lot of videos. I stayed in and on my computer, didn't go out for six months. And it was beyond me how... Somebody doesn't go out for such a long, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's like my mom brought me everything, and then next thing I know, I, I'm plagued with the depression, and now I have agoraphobia, and I was like, whoa. Well, yeah, I mean, but see, even even that. Do they stop? Did somebody tell them this is unhealthy? Yeah. You know, like, or or, or when, when is it good to tell your friend, hey, I think you have a problem. Yeah. I think you're drinking too much. Hey, you know you've come into work yeah. every day this week a little sloshed. Do, you, do you, when is it okay? When is okay? When are we? Tra- when are we gonna break the stigma? stigma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's really what it is. Like yeah. uh, recently, a f- this guy we knew, he just passed away. He had, you know, complications with his health. But we all knew him as a, a drinker. Now, they, they could all be alcohol-related. They could all be healthy-related. But we knew him as a funny guy. But yeah. we all knew he was a little depressed. Yeah. But, you know, that was kind of the thing. Like, when would we... Could we have helped more? Could we have said something more? Like, I don't think... It was certainly, you know... The opportunity was there, but nobody... Well, but well, that's the thing. Maybe there was plenty of opportunity. Maybe he just didn't want the help. Maybe everybody doesn't want help. Yeah. Maybe they're just doing it to themselves. Yeah. But but that also goes, like, when is it the time right. to ask your friend you know, for help? Mm-hmm. Do, you know, does everybody know it's okay? You can ask for help. You can... Yeah. Is it... A, here's an important... I think it here's, is. Here's... It's important, like... If somebody's your friend and this, and I've, t- I've had friends that, you know, I have friends that get pissed off at me, uh, you know, when I see them doing something wrong, and not not, not necessarily like and so, you know making bad decisions in life, like hey, you're fucking up. This is wrong, for this reason and this reason. Oh, and they get mad at me. I'm like, listen, this is you got two choices. I was like, you can be pissed off and bitch me out, and stay mad. And, I'm still going to be your fucking friend. You're going to get over it, and I'm still going to tell you the same the same thing. So you have to have. You, at what point do we develop the, the you know the courage to be able to say, hey, 
You know, I know that I'm not telling you how to live your life, but I'm going to tell you this, even if you tell me a big fuck you, because you, you've already, you know, you break, you're, you're breaking that stigma like, hey, it's none of your fucking business. Well, you know, you're, if I'm around, I, I choose to have you around me, like, hey, yeah. let me tell you, who you let, who, who you let be around you lets you know who you are. Yeah. And, you know, and if you see somebody that, hey, maybe he doesn't, he thinks he's cool or if he thinks he's okay, maybe he's not. Hey, you know what? Let's, you know, break break that stigma, cross that line. And if, he, if they get upset, then you know what? You, you've done your part. You can't really you can't, not take the risk. Yeah. You know, but the real question is, oh, I feel bad. Well, I'm, you know, but when maybe I tell in, when maybe I tell, in the later run they next time would have asked. You know, when I tell my when I when, help and this is afterwards. You know, I have knowing this is that a, could have. This is a good friend of mine and every time he makes a fucked up decision I'm like, Man, fuck you and I was like, Well, you got you fucking get over it because 'cause I'm still gonna be your fucking friend. You don't have a fucking choice. Even if you don't talk to me, I'm still gonna be your friend. I'm still gonna text you, I'm still gonna call you, so fucking get over it. And he'll fucking hang up on me. And I'm like, hey, you know, I'll text him and I'll call him or I'll go. I'm like, you all right? Fucking leave me alone. I was like, listen. And if if the face, if the phone doesn't work, I usually get in his, don't get in his face. I'm like, you can't avoid me forever. And he's like, all right, all right I see your point. And I'm like, and like, you can still do it. You can still do what you were doing. I'm just letting you know, like, this is, this is a picture. This is a picture. That you're painting, I'm not saying that you have to do, do do what I say. Just letting you know, like this is what here's a mirror look, and that's it. And whether they, he chooses to be mad at me or not, and he's like, you're, he'll tell me you're a real asshole sometimes, and I'm like, you know, somebody's got to tell you. So, and I've had people tell me, and it's it's not fun when they tell you when you're that person because it sucks because nobody nobody wants you. I well, yeah, nobody wants a parent. But you know, but you appreciate but, those but friends. I was gonna say, most of the time when you grow older, your friends are your family. Yeah. Yeah. So if you choose to have your family, your friends. Yeah. At least you know, I you know I'm, you know what I'm I'm fucking glad my friends told me flat out you're fucking up. I dude I I got real depressed mm-hmm. over some shit and, you know I got a DWI. But it took my friend saying, fucked up. Yeah. But you can recover. Right. Because it's taken me years to recover. Yeah. I mean, but but I also know, like, in the process, dude, some people stopped calling me because I was like, dude, I can't go out and drink. You know? Like, I, like it's not a bad thing. Right. But I also know, like, dude, at the end of the day, five years has passed, and... Those people who were hanging out with me on the regular mm. are not the same people who were hanging around with me on my regular. But I also know I changed my lifestyle. I don't drink anymore. Yeah. Well, not like that. <laughs> Nearly yeah. as much. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't eat when I I don't drink and drive. I don't, you know. Yeah. I don't have a car. I got to be cautious now. I, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, like, it took it took fucking my friends 
flat out telling me, dude, you're fucking up. Were they nice about it or were they like in your face? Well, some it? of them were. <laughs> some of them were fucking dickheads. Some, but but I also know some of them were very calm and you know, dude. I remember my mother grabbing me by my wrist and just telling me, "You do know you are fucking up." Like, That's the scariest like, thing. You're, she didn't yell. She looked me dead in the eyes and just told me, like, you're fucking up. Just stop. Whatever you're doing, whatever is on your mind, it needs to stop. Yeah. Like, you've, you've certainly hit a, a rock, rock bottom. bottom. Don't go further. You don't about. need to go further. You, know? you could learn from here. You don't need to go any further. Yeah. You know, but, dude, that, you know, that was my family. That was my mom. That was my friends. But I also know, like, some people were, just say, yeah, some people don't message me anymore. So, I mean, like, it weeded out some of my friends. And not yeah. I didn't even ask for that. But I also know, at the end of the day, like, dude, my head mentality five years ago and now from where it was five years ago is not the same person. You know? But I also know now, like, I can ask for help. Yeah. I also know, like, I needed that help. Yeah. I went to AA for a little while. Be, yeah. Better <laughs> friends for it. I mean, I mean, because, you know, it's it's easy to stick when everything's going good. It's hard to stick around when everything, when shit hits all the fan and it goes, crumbles. And it's like, regardless, you know, so the people you have around you now that stuck around with you, I mean, yeah. They were, they, you know, those are people you can really depend on, and maybe those people that failed weren't at a state of in a, in a state of mind, or they weren't ready to be able to be the friends that you needed at that time. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, the way I thought of it was like waves. Yeah. Every time, every time you go to the beach, no two waves are the same. Nope. But they all meet the same, same similarities. So, I may not be on their wave anymore. We may meet again. Yeah. But that wave is wearing two different currents. Right. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Know? For all we know, we're in two different oceans already. But, you know, those currents will eventually lead together. You know? For sure. But, yeah, like, dude, it took the courage of fucking some friends telling me, dude, you know, you need to get your life straight. Right. And, and sometimes... Dude, spend, spending time in jail will teach you that. <laughs> oh, yes. And, and some, sometimes friends want to be like, no, nah, man, but it's none of my business. Yeah. I'm like, then you're not... They're not your friends. And maybe it isn't a... And maybe you're overstepping bounds, but... What if something happens? Yeah. It's going to be on you. I'd rather, I'd rather have you tell me a big fuck you, get out of my life... For, you don't tell me, you know, for play, putting the mirror in front of you, then, like, me not saying anything and something bad, horrible happens to you and be like, it was here, it's on the tip of my tongue, I could have just told him, I could have had that courage to, like, tell him, like, hey, you know, and sometimes not everybody, not everybody's going to ask for help, because you could, if you're drowning and we could all try to try yeah. to save you, but if you we pull you out and you jump right back in, you know, it's it's hard. You know, you could see that from from either perspective. You know, ha having the courage to be able to uh, give somebody the tell you know give them the hard truth. See, yeah, 
Well, see, and then I've also encountered a few people who are like, oh, I'm fine. But... Yeah, what if you yeah. almost know they're not? When is it? Like, where's the limit? Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Like, how much, how far can you push on, yeah. or, or ask a person without, you know, really overstepping your boundaries? So, let me, I'm, I'm going to share a story with you. And this is how somebody happened to somebody that I've known for a really long time and a good friend of mine and, uh, this person, I talked to her, and we talk, and uh, you know, hey, how's it going? Are you doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing great. <clears throat> you know, I'll see you later. You know, and just hey, te- via text, you doing okay? How's everything going? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And uh, you know, hunky dory, and you know, one day, decide oh, it's good to hear from you, and this and that, and. You know what? I'm a little bit tired. I'll talk to you later. Cool. Have a good night. I'll talk to you later. A couple days go by, and, uh, you know, they decide, she decides to share with me that that night that I talked with her, she was going to, she was going to commit suicide. And that rocked me to the core so bad that I couldn't sleep for two, three nights, and I, I didn't know what to do. And so the only thing that I could do is talk to her and try to get, you know, and, and she's like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, was, I was getting ready to write the letter, and a series of circumstances happened. I fell asleep. I woke up in the morning, had the paper right there, I saw it, realized what I was gonna do, and I was like, over it. And so, well, when I, but they, what, what if sometimes you miss that call? I've, I've had that happen to me. And, and for me, it was something like, holy shit, you know? And because she, she was under a lot of stress, drank one beer, and like, oh, I started drinking two, three beers every day, and then I was starting to get buzz and drunk and it's just one of those deals that you know it's going through a rough time in your it's like sometimes when I get your text messages it make me feel better you know like you know I was having a shitty day and hey just wanted to say hi hope you're doing okay I know you're busy work going to school and your kids you know say hi to the boys for me uh, you know if you need anything from me anytime any, you know, don't hesitate. And when she told me that, you know, for the next couple of months, I would just text her all the time. And I'm like, you okay? You okay? And she's like, yes, I'm fine. She's like, I'm fine. I'm good. And, and she's like, you know what? If I wasn't fine, I wouldn't have told you because you're the only other person, you're the only person that I told. And she's like, the fact that I was able to tell you that is, and I was like, I just, I just need, you know, it's, I, She's like, I need you to know that I'm in a better state of mind for it now than I was that night. Man. And for me, it was that fucking rocked mm-hmm. me, and you know, I was. I told my brother, I'm like, what happened? And uh, you know, this is a couple of days later, and I was like, that night, and he's like, I remember. I was like, she was. She's like, do we need to? Do we need to? Do we need to take her to the hospital? 
He's like, fuck, I'll call some people. We'll do something. And he's like, it doesn't. I was like, dude, this was two fucking three days ago. I'm like, it's not now. And she's just telling me now. And he was like, holy shit. And mm-hmm. for me, it, it rocked me because I didn't, I didn't expect that. And uh, when she told me that, it, it fucking changed, you know, her state of mind, her mental, her mental state at that point was not the same. When she told me, she's like, I'm good now, you know. She's like, I think it was a sign from God, you know, or higher power. But it's like, you know, it's at that time that whether you believe in God or not, something something happened that changed her state of mind that didn't want to be that, you know, she decided to share with me. And for me, it was, I was, I was floored and I didn't know, I mean, even now trying to think about it, I'm, a, I'm at a loss for words because, fuck, like... <laughs> What do you say? You know, well, what do you, we had a conversation that night, hung up, and two, three days later, you call me and tell me I wanted to take my life that night, and it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you know, what do you? What what's the response to that? You know, had somebody once tell me, uh, walking down, uh, uh, down up like a business. Or just like a downtown area, like by buildings, and I said, "Good morning, sir. How are you?" He's like, "Ah, uh, better." Kept walking. I was like, "Well, you have yourself a good day." Stops, turns around, runs, touch me. I want to. I want to tell you thank you for saying good morning and taking the time to greet me, and being the way doing for you what you what you just said to me. And I was like, "Okay." It's like, no worries, no problem, my pleasure. It's like, I was having some unhealthy thoughts, and something bad was going to happen. Probably going to hurt myself. And when he told me that, I was in shock. I'm like, what do I do? What do, I do? I'm like, do we need to go somewhere to talk about it? He's like, no. You've made, you've made, you've made a big difference for me having such a shitty night, coming into a shitty day. And you made a difference. And so I always make it a habit to say hello to people and be polite because you never know everybody's state of mind mental you know I know this is we were, we're talking about substance abuse but you know the mental the mental state of mind has something to do with that and sometimes it leads them towards that to, towards the you know hurting themselves whether it's via drugs alcohol it doesn't matter yeah, yeah. and for me you know it was it kind of blew my mind and so it was just it's just something it's just a weird anecdote but it's not a weird anecdote it's just a very feels like a dark anecdote for me because I never expected that especially coming from a total from a total stranger you're like yeah you're able to process it a little bit better like but when a close friend tells you that it, it kind of mm-hmm. kicks you in the gut and you don't you don't know where to go so. Well, I mean, even in reverse, uh, what I had a, I had a friend actually call me, but I was was too busy to work, and then maybe not a couple of days later, <laughs> they uh, a friend messaged me, hey, did you see what happened to Claire? And I was like, wait, what? And she had passed on, apparently from an overdose. 
Yeah. And what what I always wonder is like what would have happened if I would have answered that call beforehand. If I would have just taken that five minutes to go stand outside and return her phone call. Right, right, right. Would have there been a different outcome? Yeah, no shit. I mean, the reality of that, you know, it, it, yeah. or or like the events just recent, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit, I'm. Yeah, I know he called friends or. You know, it, it it's crazy. I'm you glad know. you answered. I mean, whether or not you answered, I mean, you shouldn't live. I with did it. reply. You but should. I you did. should. You shouldn't have that. that maybe maybe guilt or. Like yeah, you, well, you were there. You know, you were you were there for her to call in the first yeah. place. Yeah. She knew to call. That was. You, you did your part as you know a friend. Yeah. You know, and uh, on a, a on something similar, not I mean it's serious, but not as serious. My roommate that I went back that I won that that I, we just talked about that used to sell pot. He he went in a downward spiral, right? And so he comes to me and he's like, can you help me take a drug test? And I was like, what? He's like, can you sell me some pee? Can I, can you take a piss test for me? And he, this guy, he was already tweaking and doing coke and all. And he's like, it's good money and I, I need it. I said, but I'm going to take it for you. And you're gonna make good money, and you're gonna squab- you're gonna squabble it, and then you're gonna get random, and then you're gonna you're gonna be back right where you were. I said I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take your drug test. No, I'm not gonna sell you my urine. And for me, it was he's like you're fucked up, you know that, and you know I moved out. I didn't I moved out from from I removed myself from that environment because. It started going. It started getting out of control. He started getting out of control, and he's like, "Spot me on rent." And he had his junkie girlfriend there, and I was. So for me, I removed myself from that situation, and he was like, "Come on, man, I need it. I need it." I said, "No, what you need to do is go back home." And so, and he's like, "Take the drug test." He was pissed off. He's like, "Take the fucking drug test for me." I need it. I need this job. I need this. I said, I don't have to do anything. I said, I don't have to do anything. But you know what? I'm going to do something for you. Oh, give me 10 minutes. I got on the phone. I called his mom. I was like, this and this is happening. I'm not going to take the drug, drug test for him because despite what he, what he thinks, I'm his friend. And I'm not going to facilitate that for him so he can go buy more shit. She's not going to do it. She's like, oh, it's just, I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to put him on a bus and send him home. You know, and he's like, take whatever you want. I'm like, you owe, you owe me a lot of money anyways. I was like, you owe me mo- a couple of months of rent and, and other stuff. I'm like, you, 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 if I take everything from you, you're still going to owe me. And I was like, I, I took him and I took him to my apartment. He's like, whoa, went and bought him a bus ticket got on the bus told the bus driver I'm like do me a favor if he gets off the bus and then your next stop please call the police and he's like alright and he, you know his mom called me when he got home and uh, they put him in rehab and cleaned himself up and you know and now he's all better for it you know but at that point he was in a fucked up state of mind 
and you know I could have I could have been the cool friend and be like fuck yeah I'll take the drug test for you and you know maybe something worse would have happened you know I don't know you know I, I've talked well, to him well, a handful here, of times here's, here's a good question say it was your a friend who just smoked like wasn't anything else it was just weed and they really needed the job <laughs> oh man I'm just saying like like, is it because the drugs were that harsh that was one of the harder decisions? Or, like, he, he, like I said, what if it was just, like, oh, I fucked up this weekend? You but know, no, but, it was at, more... but at some point or another, when you're there drug testing you, mm -hmm. they're going to random, they're, you know, random they're going to random you, and you're going to fail at some point. So, what, you know, I'm doing, if I do you a solid, but I won't be able to do you a second solid when, when it comes right in front of you. Does that make sense? What if they? Oh, okay. But would I would I help? I I I'd like to think that I'd, I I I'd, I'd give the moral support first and have it. But if it was like in dire need, like make it or break it, then I'd like to I'd like to think that I'd help. But you're good. <laughs> but along with that help is gonna come an earful of like true, uncensored, real friendship talk, no bullshit. And you're gonna you're gonna sit there and take it because I'm gonna help you out, but. Whether or not it, whether or not I give it to you, I'm still gonna, I'm gonna be that friend that gives you that fucking rude awakening because I love you. You're my friend, mm -hmm. and you know, right? And the same thing applies to all my friends. I'm like, if you don't, if you're gonna be fucking pissed off at me, then you, you're gonna have to fucking get over it. If you don't get over it, I'm still gonna be your fucking friend. So those are your choices: get mad, get mad, and stay mad, and ruin the rest of your fucking days, or. Fucking get over it and say you're an asshole. Fuck you. Don't talk to me for a couple of days. Text me in a couple of days. You know? Does I miss that make you. Does that make Where'd sense? Where'd you go? Does that make sense? Would I still help? Fuck yeah, I'd help. But uh, you, you, you know, you know, it's like if you your son or family member goes to jail. Yes, he's a you know. I'm I'm gonna take you out, but this this is your one life save. This is your one uh, <laughs> lifesaver. Recharge card, and you fuck it's it up, you know, and you're done. Then I'm not gonna help you anymore, because you can only help you. You can only help people that are gonna help you. Hey, yo, I got your back. But yeah, that's that's really what the addiction and the substance abuse comes from. The they gotta want to help themselves. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that's 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 really what it is. And, and it's bien cabrón. Sorry, it's it's really tough. It, 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 it's, it's, it's tough, you know, because not everybody wants to help themselves. Not everybody's in a in a state of mind of readiness to want to help themselves. You know, it's really what it is. But anything, even if something doesn't want to budge, but enough people push, come together and push it, it'll eventually budge a little bit. You know, so in, in the case of you and your family, your family did it, and you're like, well, they're my family. And then your friends came along, and they nudged you and nudged you and nudged you, and you you you, you, budged, a, you budged a little bit, enough to be able to say, like, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. Imagine if it would have just been your, your, your family and not your friends. Do you think that you would have shaken out of that? Like... That like, much? given that your state of mind at that point in time... I didn't, I didn't even know I had a problem. See? Like, my friends told me, oh, yeah, dude, you were the drunk guy forever. Like, for, the for, you were the <laughs> drunk guy for years. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I guess I never really thought or saw it. And then I realized, years later, 
after the DWI, I was like, oh, shit, I was the drunk guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, yeah, I, 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 there's no other way to say that. Like, yeah. glad I knew I caught it early. That's good. You know, you had the right uh, support structure. And, you know, the, the, the correct support, whether it's family or friends. And sometimes, you know, it takes a whole group of people, you know. Shit. And sometimes some are going to come at you the nice way. Some are going to come up to you, the, you know, a, through another way. And they're just going to chip away at you until they, they get to the, to you're able to see the full picture, you know. And uh, the core of the problem. The core of the problem. You know, and that that's that kind of stuff is is important. So, for any of any any listeners out there that are having issues or or you're questioning yourself whether I should say something or not, when in doubt, say it out. And if you're scared of losing their friendship, you know, use the old uh, Vince philosophy. If they, you know, you can be my friend. I'm gonna be your friend with. Whether you like it or not, whether you tell me to stay away from you for the rest of your life, I'm gonna be here for you. So you fucking get over it, or or we're gonna we're gonna push through, and push. And that's that's, you know, be be that person. You know, have the courage. You know, to cross that line. What was the name of the place that you wanted people to contact? <clears throat> you know, and there's a there's a couple organizer, couple of websites or organizations. That that uh, you can hit up, and if you go to Instagram, there's uh, there's herd dot org, um, and it's H E A R D. Yes, like herd herd underscore O R G organization, and these guys are based out of Austin. You know, they're an addiction, they're, they're a non-profit organization, they're an addiction and recovery and mental health support and wellness resources for the food and beverage service industry in San Antonio, Austin, Texas, Houston, Dallas-Fort Worth, and the, and the NOLA area coming in the fall, winter of 2019. And it's pretty cool, man, because they involve chefs and they'll do like dinners to like raise funds to be able to have meetings and and have support for the mm. people in the food and service beverage, the food and service industry, which is pretty fucking awesome. You know, the so fact that considering there tends to be some substance abuse out there, right, and, and, in the restaurants, and, and, and I think that's why the the, Every day. the organization is called Herd because that's a term that we use in the kitchen. Yeah. Can I, hey Herd? You know, can I get a Herd? Can I get a callback? You know, and Herd's a appropriate callback, and it, they're pretty. Awesome organization, and um, you can look them up on Instagram again. Uh, just go ahead and go herd and uh, underscore org, or you can call the substance abuse uh, website, uh, a hotline. I'm sorry, 1 800 633 3239. 1 800 northpointrecovery.com or you can go to alcohol.org or drughelpline.org and uh, 
You know, drughelpline.org. And if you don't want to do that, you can hit us up on Instagram, and, we'll and you want, and we'll, you can talk to us. I was gonna say, I'm like, man, if you, if you, I'll extend it out there. If you ever have, you know, um, just something know. you need to get off know, your yeah, chest. Just something really, yeah. You just need to get off your chest. You just feel like you need to talk to somebody. You know. Uh, I'm usually on Facebook. I'm usually on Instagram. You know, if I don't respond immediately, I respond the it's next sometime. the next the next morning. But mostly because of the timing. But I mean, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. Really, I mean that's uh, yeah, like getting something off your chest. It may not even be anything bad. Maybe something from your past. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember like shit. I remember this kid telling me that he took a gun to school because he was getting bullied and he needed to tell somebody and he didn't want to tell his parents but he told me and I was like I didn't know whether to be like thankful that he didn't need to use it thankful that he just said it to me say it out loud Mm -hmm. but I mean dude I I don't know how long that had been weighing on that kid yeah for sure like when you're fed up to pick up a gun you know Right, and, and that was the thing. We were in, what, elementary, junior high? Junior high. Junior high. Okay. So, I mean, like, certainly he was getting bullied, but... Yeah, that's I mean, when they start. And that's and that was the thing, like, and he was ready to take the next step, right. obviously, but, I mean, he didn't do it, or, or whatever, for the, whatever reason. You know, so, any of our listeners out there, if you have anything to say, we here's something I... We all have something to say. We just need somebody to hear us out. And if you don't have, you don't feel comfortable and you want to be anonymous or, yeah, hey, send us a message. Hit us up on Instagram. Hit us up on our Facebook page. At Two Cooks, at Cooks Without a Kitchen. Two Cooks Without a Kitchen, our Facebook page. Hit us up. Send us a message. It doesn't matter. We're, we're here. If, if you don't want to take that initial step alone, then we'll find a way to, to help you take that step forward with somebody not by yourself you know there's always there's yeah you don't ever have to think that you're alone in this you know in any situation really yeah there's always someone here and yeah. uh you know and so with that closing you know once again <laughs> you know some even if it says something as as trivial or hey I had a bad day or like David said something from your past it doesn't matter if you want to share it and get it off your chest hit us up once again at two cooks without a kitchen on our Instagram or two two cooks without a kitchen on our Facebook page you know and you know you know David extended his invitation you know yeah you know Bunny at a bunny productions. Or isn't it bunny product? Bunny product, product my bad. Bunny product and uh, a bunny product. You are a correct. bunny product, and he, he that's on uh, that's on Facebook, Facebook and Instagram, and right? Instagram, yeah. You know, and you're not alone. You know. Yeah. If you ever just wanna, just uh, any questions, any you know comments, concerns. Yeah. Well, I mean. I mean, it, it, even down to, like, somebody told me um, somebody was there for me when I was a kid. And if I could help one kid, that'd yeah. be good in my life. You know? yeah. So, yeah, if any kid ever needed to talk about anything, if you want a good 
just not be alone. You want to just have somebody return your phone call, somebody return your message. Listen to what's going on. Yeah, like, yes, any situation is a good situation. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to really even have a reason to be honest. You know, so. Yeah, good way to close it out. Well, um, we want to thank all our listeners, and uh, remember, stay hungry, be happy, and always be ready to eat, and there's always somebody out there that is willing to listen to what you have to say. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.